Everybody, it's Tova from Operation Tube Top, and uh, here's another podcast. It's a week uh, later. The last one, um, I was crying, and I can guarantee that there'll be a hundred percent less crying in this podcast. Um, I apologized a few times about the last time because I thought that was really. Um, I opened a wound. A wound. I can't say that word. Uh, I, I ripped off the band-aid. I was very uh, raw and real about it. And while part of me really uh, felt horrified the next morning, it was incredible to see so much support and outpouring of love. And I just realized how incredibly lucky I am to have such incredible people in my life to uh, support me. And I was telling a friend the other day, I was like, God, I just got messages and comments and it was so incredible to have this outpouring of love that every podcast from now on I'll be like ah. no I'm joking I'm not that's that's not me <laughs> I don't need pity I need wine anyway so uh, this podcast is going to be a bit about the Halloween party that just happened on Saturday I'm going to take a quick break and I can't wait to talk about uh, quite an epic party as it seems to be every single year so it should come as absolutely no surprise uh, that I love Halloween, and it's something that I have loved, I think, since I've been five years old. At the time, we lived in Germany, and I didn't really know about Halloween, because before that, we had been in Romania under Ceausescu, who was a dictator. We were a diplomatic family, so of course, you know, no flies on us. It was fine. Um, and I remember... I heard about Halloween when I started going to the international school in Dusseldorf and people started talking about it. It was like this thing where they were like, you can dress up scary and you get candy. And I was like, okay, number one, uh, where do I sign up? Number two, this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard about. And I had seen a few cartoons and maybe some TV shows. And then I started reading a book called The Worst Witch. And every year uh, I would plan what my Halloween costume would be like November 1st. I was like, okay, mommy, I know what I want to be. And I'll never forget that one year I told her I wanted to be a witch because I was reading this book called The Worst Witch, uh, which I was obsessed with. And I would go into my closet and I'd put a little lamp in there and close the door and read this book. I'm number one surprised that I didn't asphyxiate and number two that I didn't catch, like, I didn't light myself on fire. Anyway, I love this book. I love the idea of being a witch. This was seemed so fun and crazy. So I said to my mom, like, I want to be a witch this year. And she had gone on a business trip. And in the middle of the night, she had come back while I was sleeping. I woke up and I looked over kind of near the door and what looked literally like a witch was sitting there. And the whole night I was in my bed being like, I'm going to be murdered in my sleep by this witch. I think I must've been about seven years old. And to this day, I'm still terrified of that vision because I thought there was a witch sitting at the end of my bed by the door looking at me. 
In the morning, of course, it turned out to be a witch costume that my mother had bought when she was on her business trip for me. And she had placed it in my room as a surprise. I don't think she thought that I would wake up in the middle of the night and go into a, you know, a panic attack silently because I was a good kid. Um, but yeah, and then I was so excited. I loved that I had this witch costume. And then, of course, being an ungrateful child, I wore the witch costume and then I saw like six princesses walk by and I was like, I don't want to be a rich witch anymore. I want to be a princess. Yeah, those are kids. Uh, to, to this day, I always think about how wonderful it was that my mom did this for me, uh, besides the absolute fear of the dark now, uh, but how bratty kids can be at that moment when they suddenly see princesses walking by. Uh, but always be a witch before a princess, because the paparazzi are just uh, night nightmaric. That's a new word. There you go. So anyway, I love Halloween. And I think part of it is the fact that I was never a goth kid because I wore a lot of Lacoste shirts that were pastel colored. But I liked the idea of something that was dark and sinister and maybe a little morbid. It was just who I was. And I never knew what the term was. Look at me speaking English. I didn't know what goth was until I went to university because I moved back to Canada after living in Vienna and then Moscow. And then moving back to Canada, people started talking about goth kids. And then suddenly I was like, oh, I would have been all over this younger. Like this would have been my thing, my jam. But very expensive, those clothes. Pleather, not cheap. Anyway, the funny thing is that here the term goth, like for goth kids who dress up, it's actually uh, grufti which is kind of a cute word for crypt. Um, So the more you know. Anyway, I've always loved Halloween. As I said before, there's a little bit of the darkness. I think it's also a bit of an escape from reality. You can watch stupid films. You can watch something like Beetlejuice's Total Fantasy. It's a completely different type of fear that we have. We all have fear about things that go bump in the night. We all have fear about things that like monster in the bed. Like to this day, I can't have my feet dangling over the bed because there will be a clown under the bed trying to kill me. It's, um, but it's kind of fun and different. We have enough fears in our lives to deal with every day. I mean, there's before maybe last November, our fears were paying bills, making sure our kids are okay. Um, a weird mole on our back and now we think more about nuclear war and then of course no matter where you live in the world there's always going to be some terrible thing that's happened and we've all gone through terrible things but I think sometimes it's nice to escape reality and the fun thing about Halloween when you're an adult you can dress up for a night you can be somebody different you can do something that's not the normal thing I mean you're an office worker or you're whatever you are you get to play a role for an evening and I think that's kind of the big fun but Halloween, probably the other thing that's fun is the amount of candy you can consume and be like, whoa, it's Halloween. I'm allowed to have candy. So that's kind of probably something that I love the most about Halloween is that type of fantasy fun. You can be scared knowing in the back of your mind that you're being a complete idiot. It's still fun. So I guess I'll get started about the party. So as most of you have seen on Facebook or on Instagram, I decorated, I think, October 1st. I've actually made a decision this year (laughs) that next year I'm going to wait a couple of weeks. As fun as it is to live for a month in a very kind of gothy, crazy apartment, it's a little bit too much. I think 
two weeks will keep, keep me excited, keep me in the mood. So next year, I'm going to wait to the middle of October to decorate. Um, I love having parties. This was, this year was the 13th Halloween party, which was absolutely perfect. It's a good, uh, good number for Halloween. And typically it's on a Saturday before the actual Halloween. I send out the invites beginning of September. I invite a bazillion people. I've actually realized that I'm going to stop inviting people <laughs> that never respond and never come because it's a little ridiculous. <laughs> I think they've given me the hint that they're not interested. So I'm going to take that hint and yeah, I'm going to kind of whittle down the guest list. Uh, I'm not talking about people who can't make it for some reason. I'm saying people who just literally just do not even respond and they must think I'm psychotic to keep inviting them, but I really want people to feel included and in that this is a, a fun event, but yeah. So next year, don't worry. Uh, last year we had, uh, over 60 people. This year was a little bit less cause we had a few, uh, last minute illness and, uh, no shows, but it was still a good crowd. And, uh, I'm kind of going all over the place right now. So let me talk about the day of the Halloween party. So the in-laws usually take the kid, uh, for the evening and then the husband's been able to help out, even though Halloween's not really his jam, but he's kind enough to be like, this is what you love. Um, I will let you do this. Um, maybe clean topless the next day to make it up to me. Um, sorry to my parents who are listening. Anyway, the in-laws last year and this year have left a little bit earlier. They go on this kind of six week trip to Thailand. So last year and this year, the husband said, okay, well, I'll take the kid to the in-laws. You can host the party. And it's definitely a challenge. And I was really lucky this year because one of my closest friends, uh, Deborah, was able to come up, um, come by about an hour and a half earlier to help me um, pretty much calm down. So again, as I said, I think in the last podcast, I had made a decision that I was not going to do a ton of hot food, which I've done every single year. And as my friend said to me, as Deborah said to me, she's like, who are you trying to, what are you trying to prove? And I'm like, I have to show people I kill myself to make people happy and myself happy. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's a thing. But I think I've done enough parties to finally realize that I do not have to be Martha fucking Stewart. And my friend also pointed out, rightfully so, she was like, Martha has staff. And that's right. I don't have staff. That's, not, yeah. yeah. Suck it, Martha. Anyway, so I decided to do a cheese board. And uh, this was the cheesiest board of boards. This There was so much cheese on there. And I am happy to report that pretty much all the food was consumed on Saturday evening, which to me is great. There was no waste the food was appreciated and, uh, doing it again next year. It was perfect. The party starts at eight, eat before I'm happy. So anyway, my friend came by, uh, we actually ordered pizza cause I know even though I'm chubby when there's an evening that I'm hosting, I actually forget to eat quite often cause I'm so busy doing stuff. Or even when I go out, it just doesn't cross my mind and my calories come from alcohol, which is never great the next day. So we ordered some pizza, we talked and I got, I lit some candles, got things ready. And then I asked her to help me zip up my dress. So I had this whole plan to be Lydia Dietz from Beetlejuice. And I had bought this secondhand eighties, fabulous red dress and it didn't do up the first time I bought it. And three weeks had passed. I've been running a lot, been losing weight, 
damn dress still didn't go up. And she had done it in a certain way that I could have, you know, still I could wear it and I had a veil. But about 10 minutes afterwards, I was like, no, I'm not comfortable. This sucks. I don't feel good in this dress. I'm, I'm going to catch on fire or I'm just, no, I'm not happy. And so just a few minutes before guests arrived, I ripped off the dress and put on a black dress that I wear to work. And, um, yeah, I'm the hostess. I can do whatever I want. At least I had gothic makeup on. So (laughs) apparently uh, one friend during the evening had said to another friend, like, uh, is she okay? She's not really wearing a costume. Uh, yeah, I, I went goth. That's all I did on Saturday. I just, I, I could not wear something so uncomfortable. I had made that decision. So this is, this is called maturity and age is when you make that decision to be like, fuck it. I have to be comfortable. So I had a really great time just walking around in a little black dress. So, you know, win for me. So eight o'clock rolls around and then the first guests arrived and there were quite a few people who had never been to the, uh, my Halloween party before. And it's one of my favorite things because they walk in. I love seeing their costumes. I love seeing the effort that everybody's made. And then I love when they see the decorations and they're just like, this is amazing. This is great. And it's like, you know, hopefully, you know, by now that praise compliments, that's my fuel. That's my jam. Do it. Keep doing it. Praise is everything. So it was great to show them around and, uh, the bar was set up in the kids' room. So as I've said before, as soon as he leaves, then I set up his room and it's kind of a swamp thing. I did not do the fog machine this year. It was too much work, too much stress. So I kept things simple and it was great. It, it was the most relaxed I've ever been for a party, even though I was expecting 50 plus people. So more and more people came in. I would like to go through the list of costumes and I was writing them out uh, before and I realized I'm going to miss somebody. I'm going to forget somebody on this list. Somebody's going to be upset. I can't, it would take me probably a good 20 minutes to go through all the costumes and to describe them. But let me just say pretty much everybody made such an incredible effort. And the thing that I love is that you have people who come for the first time. Some people go over the top, like they put effort to their costume, but the majority of people come in a Halloween costume and then they see the old timers who have come to many parties and then they see there are trophies and they're like next year game on. And it's exciting. It's nice to see that people put a lot of effort into their costumes because you get in the spirit of it. That's the whole point of it. Um, so instead of going through every single costume I want to, I want to highlight some, but then I don't want to, um, this is where I get a little conflicted because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but there were so many great costumes. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to blog about the costumes. That'll be better. I'm going to write a list about that. So in case I've missed anybody, I can cross reference. Okay. Now I feel better. I've, I've come to a decision, but let me talk about who the winners were this year. So I always do, um, three trophies. So for best female, best male and best couple. And so the best female was a friend of mine who I actually had on the podcast a few weeks ago, very talented musician. And she came as zombie Mary Antoinette and gorgeous dress, great wig. She looked amazing. She's absolutely gorgeous. And so it was her first time at the Halloween party and she won. And she was like, Oh, coming back. I was like, yeah, that's what I do. I give the new people the trophy. No, everybody votes. This was, this is a democracy. Uh, but she won for best female, best male. This was fantastic. Um, 
was somebody who went as Donald Trump. Now, no matter what your political affiliation is, he did a great impression of Trump and it was hilarious. And the best part is he is Canadian. So a lot of people were like, yeah, he's a little bit too nice though. So I don't think he really nailed it. When uh, he won the trophy, the best part was he came up. It was very exciting. We all um, cheered gave him the trophy. And then as he walked away, his suit got caught on another woman's dress and he was kind of dragging her along without realizing it. And I was like, that's a little too realistic. Uh, but it was, it was hilarious. And then the, uh, best couple costume went to the, this great couple who actually won last year. They had the incredible costume of the yip yips and hand sewn. And then this year was Batgirl and the Riddler. But the 1960s, like Adam West, I almost said Adam Vest, I've lived here too long, Adam West Batman uh, series. And they deserve the prize. They wore polyester all night. And by the way, Sam, you should be a redhead. It's a great color for you. So they won, and they were so surprised that they won again. But it was fantastic. So again, in the blog, I will actually write a whole list of all the costumes because I don't want to miss mentioning anybody uh, while I'm doing this podcast because I am, uh, it's uh, what's it called habit of me to kind of go off topic. Of course, uh, you always have a few waves of people who leave. So you've got people who have to go back to the babysitter or it's later in the evening. So they're heading home. So you've got kind of a mass exodus at a certain time. I think it was around 11 or 12. And then you've got a few more people leaving around one. And then you've got like the last crew. And you had a few, I had, we had a few people come a little bit later and then around midnight, I get a text from office twin. And so if you left early, you didn't get to meet office twin, the very famous office twin. He texted me and he's like, Oh, is it, you know, still happening? Can I come by? And I said, yeah, sure. Drop by. No problem. And he goes, well, can I, can I bring a friend? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. He doesn't know the term plural because he brought four friends Turned out to be fine. And the, the best part is one guy who came with Office Twin was like, oh, I was in this building a year ago at another party downstairs. And I was like, that's, yeah, that's a village. I think another highlight of the evening actually also, uh, as I'm thinking about it, is that Trump's wife, um, not the real Trump, I hadn't seen her in about 20 years. So we went to high school together and they've just moved back to Vienna and uh, I sent her an invitation. And when I opened the door, it's hard to recognize anybody who's in costume. And it's hard if you haven't seen somebody in 20 years. And it was so great uh, to see someone that I had known when I was 16. And it's been 20 years. We've been Facebook friends for a couple of years. So that was really exciting. I love that the last couple of years have been a lot about reunions and meeting up with people and to see how great everybody's doing. And statistically, that's impossible. So I'm obviously the one that's not doing the best (laughs) because statistically, everyone seems to be doing great in their lives. They're all happy. They seem well-adjusted. So um, I'll take one for the team. I'll say that I'm not well-adjusted. Well, we'll do that. Anyway, uh, I started kicking people out, I think around 2, 2 2.30. I was like, mommy's tired. You you all have to go home. I had to interrupt a Bon Jovi sing-along at one point because the neighbor downstairs probably is going to kill us uh, in our sleep. Uh, But everybody was great. It was a very, it was a a calm party. It wasn't over the top, um, 
the question I heard the most throughout the evening, which I hear at every party, is, um, uh, do you have any paper towels? <laughs> That's quite common. But it was really not that over the top at all, but a lot of fun. And it was nice to see uh, different friends of mine getting to know each other. There was, uh, it was definitely a great mix. I have friends from different segments of my life, from the past, from a different association or from work or just through an expat uh, meetup. And it's just wonderful to see everybody kind of mixing and getting to know each other. And I love that. I love the fact that I can network certain people. That's kind of what it's about. And uh, I'm lucky. I just have to say I'm really lucky. I'm lucky to know so many wonderful people in Vienna. And after now so many years, uh, I can firmly say that this has become my home and it will always be my home because until they kick me out. Otherwise, yeah, it was fantastic. So it was a great party and uh, there was really no damage. I had friends who showed up with black vodka, and I think I said during the speech when I was about to award the trophies, I said, if I find black vomit on my walls, I know who to blame in terms of being enablers of the black vodka. Um, let's see. Oh, numbers. Let's talk about numbers. So the next day when I recycled, I did a little count, which I do for every party. So 30 bottles of wine were consumed. Uh, eight bottles of bubbly, a bottle of Aperol, a bottle of Mexcal, a bottle of vodka, and 30-plus beers. So um, we might have to have an intervention with all of you who attended. I'm very proud of my friends. I was quite – you guys went for gold. Uh, so speaking of the, ne the next day, so kicked everybody out around 2.30 – my friend Deborah stayed a little bit longer so that we could just chat and talk. She had been a big help. And then she headed home around 3.30, and finally at 4, I headed to bed. And thank God for the time change. And I had set my alarm for 9.30. I thought, okay, I'll give myself four or five hours to sleep, and then I'll start the cleanup. Seven in the morning, of course, I woke up, and the wind was out of control. So I don't know if you've been, unless you live in Vienna, you knew what happened yesterday, but for all my international listeners, hurricane winds hit Vienna and there had been warnings for a couple of days. I didn't tell the husband um, because I knew that he would be coming back with the kid and I didn't want him to be angry at me that I did not tell him about the winds, but he, uh, he found out about the winds, which I'll tell you about in a minute. Anyway, so I woke up at seven because I had left the window open and it was this crazy noise. I woke up. I was super tired. Of course, I had about three, four hours of sleep and I have this, I guess, obsessive compulsive compulsion to clean up after a party the next day. Like for the Halloween parties, I give myself 12 hours as soon as it's ended, that everything needs to be cleaned up and put away. I cannot do it. Any, I cannot live with the Halloween decorations anymore. I cannot, I have to get it done. And also I don't want the kid to come back with a place smelling like a beer hall. So I decided to get up at seven, made a few cups of coffee, sat in the kitchen, got changed into my working clothes, and I got down to business. And thank goodness for podcasts, because I listened to that the whole day. There were 
every couple of hours I'd stop and I would give myself a pep talk. I was like, come on champ, you got this, you got this, you, you can do it. Just focus on a room, get that room done. Then you can move on to the next room. You got this, you, you could do this. And I was like, but I'm so tired. I want to go. No, get it done. So pretty much for seven hours was nonstop cleaning and uh, I got it done. The husband got home with the kid around two in the afternoon and it was hilarious because they looked both very red cheeked and hair everywhere and I shouldn't have laughed but as they were heading back on the tram they had to get off a few stops um, early because the main train station had been shut down because of flying debris so these two guys my kid and the husband had to walk through hurricane winds to get back home uh, so again, a huge thank you to the husband for doing that. And he was so great because he actually put all the Halloween decorations back to our friend's basement. And again, a shout out to those two. There are neighbors from around the corner, known them for years, and they've got this great basement and they have been so amazing the last three years to let me store my Halloween crap in their basement. I couldn't do it without them. So huge thank you to uh, K and J for that. Anyway, that was completely my roundabout way of saying how I cleaned. I did recycle, as I mentioned before, and let me just tell you that if you are recycling beer cans in hurricane winds, it's kind of like that scene in Twister where they put that thing Dorothy out and then let those little tin things fly in the air uh, to get whatever they're trying to get in the, in the tornado. It's exactly the same thing with beer cans. I mean, it was deadly and dangerous, but it's done. So thank goodness for that. So I don't know what else to really kind of say about the last uh, maybe 48 hours, but happy to say that the apartment is back to its normal um, normalness. And I have to say that as much as I love hosting these parties and it's an annual thing, it's also nice that I can now relax a little bit. And I mean, not really relaxed because I've got a lot of things planned. But for the last week or so, it's things have been a little bit on hold as I have been prepping for, I was prepping for Saturday. So I now have to focus on a few more events uh, that are not going to be in the apartment. So we have a therapy networking night coming up next month, uh, as well as my talk on the 14th of November. And uh, tomorrow I'm actually doing a podcast interview with someone so that will probably be posted on Wednesday evening or Thursday. Uh, tomorrow is Halloween, and uh, this will be the first time probably since I was five to not be doing something on Halloween, and it's okay. I'm actually kind of excited. I think the plan for me is just to have some chocolate bars by the door in case somebody rings the bell. Otherwise, I think just going to watch a, um, a TV show and be cozy and comfortable and Austria has a holiday on Wednesday but not for me I have to go to work so it's kind of nice to just do nothing on Halloween but just think yeah it was a good season it was a good October there was a lot of uh, work as always but I think uh, it was a successful month and one of my favorites um, today actually I bought a new phone because the last few weeks my phone has been dying It'll suddenly turn off, it's possessed, or the battery dies, I don't know what's going on, 
And I had said to the husband the other day, I said, I think I need to get a new phone. My phone is now two years old, which in smartphone years, I mean, in smartphones usually last about two years and I use mine for everything. So he was like, yeah, you should go to Saturn, which is this kind of electronics store here and go look at a new phone. So today I went on the website, I emailed him a few links and I kind of was like, I want a pink phone. And I sent him a link and he wrote back. He's like that. That's like a toy phone. That's not going to do anything that you wanted to do. And, uh, number one, not enough gigabytes. And I was like, giga what? And then he was like, number two, megapixels, not good for pictures. And I was like, mega what? And then he was like, also, um, it doesn't have the front and back camera, you know, for your selfies. And I was like, well, yeah, then I cannot get that phone. So he was great in guiding me. And so I finally went today and I printed out exactly which phone I wanted. I had checked on the website to make sure that this phone was available. It is very light pink. So I'm excited. I showed up at Saturn with the printout. And of course, people here are not good about lines or waiting for someone to pay attention to them. So I am exactly the same. So I went up to a guy that was wearing a shirt that said Samsung and I wanted a Samsung phone. And I said, hi, I want this phone. And I passed him the piece of paper. And he was like, uh, I, I don't deal with phones. I deal with the televisions. And I said, but your, your thing says Samsung. I want a Samsung phone. And he was like, Samsung TVs. And I was like, oh, okay, go fuck yourself. No, I didn't say that. But I was, I was, I was annoyed. He was rude. And I wanted to be like, why are you in the pho- phone section? Go buy the TVs. Go there. That's what you're selling. Eh. So finally, I went up to a guy and he was nice enough to say, yeah, I'll go look for it. And I got the phone. I paid a lot of money. And as much as I want to go, that's ridiculous. A phone nowadays is a camera and a computer and lifeline. So it was okay. It wasn't exorbitant. The husband had kind of suggested a roundabout number. I could have gone higher, but went with that. And I'm very excited to uh, plug that in, but I'm going to do that in a couple of days. My phone still has a little bit of juice left upload the rest of the pictures and then I'll be switching. So there will be probably some Facebook posts and updates of me going, damn it. I don't know my password, uh, but it'll happen. It'll be fine. Uh, so after I did that, I met my friend Deborah for a quick drink. We did a little postmortem about the party and then I headed home. Kid was in a great mood. Mondays are his longer days at school, Monday, Wednesdays, and Friday. Uh, and he was happy had some dinner and then I put him to bed about an hour ago and he seems to be asleep. Hallelujah. So, um, yeah, what else is new? Oh, I had said the other time that I would be opening my Etsy store November 1st. It's probably going to be over the weekend because, uh, I have to take a lot of picture. I now pictures. I now have 10 designs of my collars. I've been a busy, busy bee and I'm really excited. It'll be fun. I don't know how much I'll sell. It doesn't matter. It'll help pay for the kids' therapy. If I sell one collar, it'll pay for half of an hour of the kids' therapy. Uh, but it's a nice uh, hobby to do. It's something fun. And I'm, I've been really, I don't know, it's been really enjoyable. So stay tuned for that announcement when that finally happens. And uh, otherwise, I think that's about it. And I didn't cry. <laughs> I'm okay. No, I, I, ha- I have to say, even though I cried last Monday, I've been pretty happy this past uh, month and this these past few months, actually. Kid is happy in school. We're continuing with therapy. Work has been great. 
there's a no, new coworker starting next Monday, and I'm really happy because I know her, and I think uh, it'll be uh, interesting and fun for her, hopefully. Because the thing is, we have a lot of fun at work because it's a great team, and I love my coworkers. I love the people I work with, and as much as maybe the job is not the best in the world, I have to say that I don't dread going to work, and I have to realize how incredibly lucky and happy I am about that. Uh, in terms of podcasts, as I said, tomorrow will be another interview, and in a few weeks, uh, Deborah and I will be doing another joint podcast because that was so much fun. We're going to be doing a Canadian-American Thanksgiving podcast theme. And uh, also with my friend's husband, Johnny Morgan, it's all, it's all coming up. So I cannot wait. I, yeah, it's so much fun. <laughs> it's so much fun to talk um, to, into a microphone and uh, put this out onto the internet. So again, I hope you guys all have a great Halloween tomorrow. I, it's my niece's birthday coming up. So happy birthday to Riley. I hope you have a great Halloween slash birthday. And oh, quick side note before I forget, a friend of mine who I went to her wedding this summer, she has a Halloween party on the same night uh, in Hamilton every year. So she wrote me on Sunday and she was like, how was your party? And she had the best costume uh, with a friend of mine also from college and they dressed as a league of their own and it was so spectacular. And the best thing is that my friend Caitlin who had written me being like, how was your Halloween party? She was telling me that she had house guests still that slept over, uh, after the party. And to me, I was like, hats off. I don't even know if I could, I can barely see my family the next day. So that sounds amazing. One, one year we'll somehow try to do like a, it, when I become a multimillionaire, we'll, fly from this party here in Vienna to Hamilton for her party. I think that'll be the next plan. It'll happen. It's going to happen anyway. Wow. So <laughs> I hope you guys all have a great night. Stay tuned for the uh, blog post where I talk about all the costumes to make sure I have everybody on the list. And I hope you have a great evening. Thank you again for listening. If you can share this podcast or my Podbean channel, that would be amazing. It's, uh, I have over 800 downloads now, which is incredible. And again, thank you for listening. Thank you for being such supportive people and, uh, stay tuned. And I guess all I can say is toodles. <laughs>